Proverbs 4.23 declares, Over all the things that you take care, over all the things that you protect and you guard, take care of your heart. Protect your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Everything we do, whatever you care, whatever you are interested in life, whatever you really care in your life is going to flow from your heart. The Lord Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, where your treasure is, is where your heart will be. Of course, whatever we really care is what we deeply want. And that is the topic of today, your heart. How is your heart, my friend? What is exactly what is dwelling in your heart? When we think about God and we think about our future in our daily life, it is very important to think every day about the condition of our heart. The Psalm 26 verse 2, it says, Test me, O Lord, try me, examine my heart. I want to know, Lord, exactly what is in my heart. Don't you feel that way sometimes? Don't you feel the need of having God showing you what's in your heart? I was talking with one of my friends recently and I told him this. You cannot be honest with people if first you are not honest with God. But at the same time, you cannot be honest with God if first you are not honest with yourself. Checking the status of our heart, it's a very important thing to do in life. But I am talking about our heart as part of our soul, our spirit, that deep part of ourselves where all those desires are constantly going in different directions, right? Of course, the Lord Jesus knew about it and he says in John chapter 14, verse 27, do not let your hearts be troubled and be afraid. Because there are days when we are just wondering about things and instead of feeling the certainty of the love of God in our hearts, that His Word is guiding us and we are going to be led by the Holy Spirit, sometimes we just let those wrong ideas guide us and we start to feel afraid and with fear in our hearts, doubting. And that is terrible. But why people doubt? What is the reason behind it? It's because they are disappointed. There are experiences that tell us, oh no, I cannot trust anymore in people. I cannot trust anymore in any company. I cannot trust anymore in any partner in business or sentimentally speaking. No, I don't want to be involved in another romantic relationship anymore. No, I cannot trust anymore in my siblings, in my children, in my parents, in my uncles, in my friends because they betray me and our soul suffers as a result of that pain. And God knows that. You know, in the Psalm 34 verse 18 declares that the good Lord is close to those who are brokenhearted because He knows that is terrible. The story that I am about to tell you, it happened to a person who had high esteem in the eyes of the good Lord and also in the eyes of people. It happened in Israel. It is the year 1000 before Christ. 
approximately. And the name of this character is David. David is a king of Israel, and he was blessed by God for several reasons, but especially because the Lord decided to use David as an example of someone that is a true worshiper. Unfortunately, David lived a terrible experience that taught him a big lesson. And honestly, I personally identify myself with the failure like he failed. And I think a lot of people feel the same. And it's not entirely bad. But let me go to the story. The story is uh, described in the second book of the prophet Samuel, chapter 11. And pretty much what is happening there is that it is the time when the kings are going to the battle. For some reason, David stayed, stayed in, the, in his house, in his palace. And uh, what happened was that he took a nap in the afternoon. Instead of being busy working or being occupied doing what he needed to be doing, he was sleeping. And he woke up. And when he woke up, he went to uh, a part of his palace. And uh, from there, he is looking to the city. To the town and then he saw a woman and this lady was taking a bath or a shower I don't know exactly what kind of methods they use in those days but the point is he saw her and he was seduced through his eyes he called her invited her to come to the palace seduced her and they got in bed and they did something that was wrong. David was married, she was married, and it was sad. As a result of that, she got pregnant. When she informed David about her future baby, David freaked out. But this man who loved God and loved doing what is right and fighting for justice among his people. He was just like any other man who failed. And he thought, my goodness, I got caught, but I have a plan. I can handle this thing. I know what to do here. I know how to get out of this problem. So he gave orders to the lead commander in his army and said, put this guy the husband of this lady, at the very front of the battle where things are tough. And uh, in the right time, you back up and let him be killed. And it's exactly what happened. So first of all, David, who had a, a wife and had a, a, a woman to be with, he was desiring someone else. But second, Instead of stopping the issue there, he went ahead and, do, and did something even worse. He ordered pretty much the death of an innocent man. And uh, that was bad. There are so many things that happened between the moment when David got in bed with this woman to the moment when this man died, the husband. But the most important thing that I want to discuss with you is what happened in the next chapter. 
chapter 11 of the second book of Samuel describe the details of the story, and you can read it yourself. But chapter 12 tells us when the prophet Nathan comes and confronted David with the problem. In that moment when Nathan told David what exactly is what he did, David repented immediately. He was confronted by the prophet, by the servant of God, and he didn't find any other quick exit to his problem. That was good. It's not good what he did. It was wrong. It was wrong to go ahead and order the death of this innocent man, but at least he stopped the sin. Sometimes, my friend, what we do is we do what is wrong. In our heart, we continue desiring things that are not necessarily right in the eyes of God, and we justify what we do, and we try to manipulate things and people. And there is a point when you are doing those things that eventually you are going to get caught. And that is horrible. But at the same time, it's a blessing to you. It's a blessing because it was a blessing to David. And when he was confronted by the prophet, and he realized, I cannot continue doing this. I have to change. He knew that something was wrong in himself, in his heart, and he needed to change. Do you feel like that, my friend? Do you feel like this is the time for you to change, to stop doing what is wrong and change your lifestyle? I hope you do. As a result of this devastation, David went into a process that forced him to be alone with the Lord, forced him to reflect in his life. And one of the results of this change, of this terrible experience, it is in the Psalm 51. If you read the Psalm 51, you will read the heart of David after he realized what he did. When he realized, man, this is awful. Particularly in verse number 10, when David says to the Lord, O Lord God Almighty, please create a new pure heart in me and make my spirit strong again. Because the strength that you need to go through life comes from God, cannot come from yourself. You know, when, when, when people trust in what they possess, when people trust in the resources that they have access to, that is bad because they are putting those things before the Lord. Your trust must be only in the Lord, not in yourself. That is wrong. When people trust in themselves, they are going to fail. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Depend only in the Lord. Trust in the Lord alone. And do not depend on yourself. Do not rely on yourself. Trust in the Lord alone. That will bring you the victory for real. That will make your life totally changed. 
when, when you learn to trust in the Lord and you let things go and you say, well, you know what? It was wrong what I did. Praise God that He is forgiving me. I'm going to be restored. And then you think of ways that you can restitute to those who you offended and you can just come back to a new life. You know, that's awesome. The Spirit of God is with you. You know things are going to be much better for you because the Lord can create a new pure heart in yourself. And He can do that. There is a beautiful promise in the Psalm 37 and verse 4. It says, Delight yourself in the Lord. Be happy in the Lord. And He will give you the desires of your heart. Some people have trouble to understand this part because they think, Okay, wait a minute. You, you said initially that sometimes our hearts have bad desires. But now you are telling me that the Lord can give me the desires of my heart. Okay, okay, what is it really? Because I want to understand this. I really want to have the blessing of God over all the things, right? But if I want to do what I want to do, it's going to be wrong. So how is it possible that now you are telling me that in this psalm, you are telling me that in the Psalm 37, 4, the Lord is going to give me the desires of my heart? Well, because there is a premise. And the premise is, delight yourself in the Lord. Be happy in the Lord. When you find in the Lord your joy, when you find in the Lord your happiness, when the Lord is the number one thing in your life, above everyone and everything, and you really delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. And do you know why? Because when you have that connection with the Lord, the Lord Himself is going to pour out into your heart the things that He wants to bless you with. Isn't it beautiful? Imagine you are in this perfect relationship with the Lord. You are just in love with Him. You love the Lord. You feel His love. And He is transforming you. You know what happens? He starts to send ideas to your mind. His ideas, His thoughts in your mind. His desires, His wishes in your heart. You are totally aligned with God's will. That is why this sound is powerful. Delight yourself in the Lord. Be happy in the Lord, with the Lord, and then He will give you the desires of your heart. I love this part of the scripture. really inspires me because I know that whenever I can go to Him in prayer and I can talk to the Lord and He will just talk to me and put those beautiful thoughts and, and desires in my heart, is because He is going to give me that. But it's not for selfish purposes. It's because He wants to bless others through me. And the Lord wants to use you. Do you know that there are people that are watching you? How are you facing the problems that you have? Do you realize that, my friend? There are family members that they know that you are a believer, that you are listening to the Bible, that you are going to a church. I hope you are coming to Victory Church. <laughs> Do you know that there are people that are observing how are you behaving in the midst of your circumstance? Yes, they are. 
and they are curious to see the outcome of this thing. Because some are thinking, nah, this is temporary. I know this girl, I know this guy, you know, he is all the time the same thing. You know, he gets excited about eating this kind of food for a couple of weeks and then boom. You know, she is the same, you know, she's talking about losing weight and she does that for a couple of weeks and then eh, that's the same thing. I know this family, you know, they always hear a new thing, you know, like going to this school or they are going to invest in this business and, you know, they are just the same. And this thing about God, about Christianity, you know, I know how they are. There are people just thinking like that about you. But when you, for real, give your heart to the Lord, things are going to be absolutely different for you. Totally different. The Lord Jesus gave us a promise. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. He says, Those who have a pure heart are going to see God. Blessed are them. And you know why is that? Because when you and I, we are longing for the presence of God, when you and I, all that we want is to please the Lord, find in His Word our food for every day, find in His Spirit the source of our strength, find in His presence the joy of our lives. When you and I, do that and we connect with God heart to heart with Him. You know what happens? The Lord becomes priority number one. And then there is nothing more important for us than the Lord. The Lord is everything. The Lord becomes the real God in our lives. Our hearts are being ch changed. Our hearts are being transformed for real. We have a new heart, a new pure heart. And then we have the promise from the Lord Jesus. He said, they will see God in eternity, in heaven, but also here in a daily life. Would you like to have that kind of relationship with God today? Would you love to have that kind of interaction with the Creator of heaven and earth? I am going to give you an invitation. That invitation is to open your heart to the good Lord God Almighty. And all that you have to do is believe that He loves you. And I will give you reasons to believe that. Number one, you are alive. You are alive, my friend. I don't want you to think of anybody else right now. It's just between you and the Lord. You are alive. You have the chance to hear this message. You have the opportunity to hear that God loves you. The Lord loves you. He loves you. Believe it. Receive that love in your heart. There is hope for you. Do not let wrong ideas fight against you, telling you, nah, this is just another preacher. This is just another person interested in, in your money. Nah, this is just another guy who wants you to go places and do things that they want. Those ideas are fighting in your head and you need to fight them back by saying, God loves me. Shut up. Get out of here, wrong ideas. <laughs> Just like that. Come on, say it with me. God loves me. I don't want to hear other ideas right now. God loves me, period. That's right. And God loves you so much that gave 
the life of his only son, Jesus, to die for you on the Calvary. If only you could see the sacrifice and the price that the Lord paid for your redemption. All that you have to do is to say, Father, in heaven, in the name of Jesus, I open my heart to you and I want to experience this eternal life. Thank you for this day that you allow me to hear this message. I'm giving you my life today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for making me a new person. And you are going to create a new heart in me according with your promises. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My dear friend, if you pray that prayer, I would love to hear from you. Here in the screen, you can find my email address. Send me an email and tell me if you did that. Here also is my personal phone number. And I would love, send me a text message. Here on the screen is my number. Text me and tell me, Gian, I gave my life to the Lord. I want to start this new life. What's next? And I will be delighted to guide you. In the name of Jesus, be blessed and thank you for watching. Have a beautiful day. Thank you.